Well, dear listener, I must admit I have had a fun time doing this Connected Conversations mini-series. It's like in-between little series between our normal seasons of the business of being. So thanks for sticking around. I've had a great time, and I hope you've picked up a few things on how to have a better, more connected conversation with your colleagues, with your people, with your prospects, with all the things. And I've also had a really good time reliving some of my worst meetings and conversations in my business career. Oh my gosh, like this one. I call it the Chicago bloodbath. (laughs) Oh God, miserable, miserable meeting. So I was in Chicago, hence the name, the Chicago bloodbath. I was in the boardroom, the executives of the big corporation that hired me and my agency. I was there to present the strategic findings and the business plan for where we head next and how we're going to grow their volume year over year, blah, 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 blah. I had worked very hard on this. I was like 28 years old, really, really green, really naive. And I, and that's going to, it's going to come back in a moment. Why? being green and naive and why that figures into the story. So I led the presentation and I was with two of my, I'll call them colleagues. I may be a little bit spicy in this uh, episode, not as nice as I normally am about those colleagues in particular. So anyway, it's important to know, big boardroom, I'm on one side of the conference room table, my two colleagues are on the other side of the conference room table. The clients are sitting in the front in the power positions and I'm presenting and it's funny. I'm presenting the whole time and the CEO, he keeps sliding notes to the CFO, the chief financial officer. And that would be one thing, you know, maybe they're working on some business stuff and they're multitasking, whatever, except, except A minute or so after the CEO slid a note to the CFO, the CFO stopped me. Oh, excuse me. I just have a question here. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And the questions at first were really benign, really soft. Like, oh, thank you, CFO. I Thank you for asking. I, I will answer that. But over the course of the meeting, the CEO kept sliding more notes to the CFO, and the CFO kept interrupting me and when he was interrupting me like after a while the the questions got a little bit more like barbed you know what I mean a little bit more terse a little bit more direct a little bit more like I think I think you've got a knife in your hand CFO when you're asking me these questions kind of thing until we got to toward the end where the CEO slid like the the final like brutal question to ask me and uh it I can't even remember what the question was. To the life of me, I cannot remember what the question was. All I remember, I was 28 years old. I was green. I was naive. I had never seen such a thing before. I had never been in such a toxic kind of meeting culture in, in, a, in my career up to that moment. And whatever question the CFO asked on behalf or behest of the CEO, I got shell-shocked, deer in headlights. I, I just like froze up. I don't know if it was like, it was like, like, like water torture. Like at some point, like I just had had enough and my brain just went haywire and I just like froze and completely railroaded me. I just, I went blank. I was like drowning. (laughs) I was drowning. The lights got really hot and bright and I couldn't see. And eventually I looked over at my colleagues 
I looked at these sons of bitches. I know, I'm getting spicy here. It's okay. I'm a nice guy, but when I re- relive stories, stories like this, there's an old Steven. There's an old part of me that kind of comes out. These sons of bitches. I look over to my colleagues who I work with for help because I can't think. I don't even know what my name is at this point. Like begging with my eyes, please save me. Throw me a bone here. Step in. And those sons of bitches, the one guy was like riveted to the memo that was on the on the boardroom table. Just just pouring over it and scribbling notes like he was like having like a eureka moment. Which he wasn't. He was just simply not making eye contact with me. And then the other son of a bitch, he saw me look at him like, please help me. And he took the memo that he had in his hand and he shoved it right in front of his face. Like You can't see me. I can't see you. You can't see me. I can't see you. You know that old phrase, you forgive, but you don't forget. I certainly haven't forgotten (laughs) those sons of bitches. And I'm not sure I've forgiven them either. (laughs) Well, that's not the point of this story. The point is I learned a lot about what to do when you're in a tough-ass meeting like that, when people are out to get you. And I'm going to tell you right now. Hey, it's Steven, founder of Band of Misfits, and welcome back to Connected Conversations mini-series where we're learning the science and soul of communicating with people. So going back to my Chicago bloodbath story. So here's a technique that I wish I had known at the time, but I'm telling you this now because at some point you're going to be in one of these meetings and you're going to use what I call the confused tourist technique. So here's the confused tourist technique. You've been in a city before, maybe where you live and you have tourists and a confused tourist who stops you and says, I'm sorry, excuse me, sorry to bother you, but can you tell me how to get to blah, blah, blah? Or maybe you've been the confused tourist and you stop a friendly person on the street and say, excuse me, I'm so sorry to bother you, but can you tell me where to find or how to get to blah, blah, blah? So if you're in a cutthroat meeting or a highly dysfunctional team meeting and you don't feel like you've got the power or authority or agency to call BS on what's going on in the room, use the confused tourist technique. In other words, play dumb. Be like a, like a little lost innocent tourist who just needs directions to the museum or the hotel. You're in the meeting and you're realizing, what the hell's going on here? This Everybody's out to get each other. Or the meeting's been sidelined. Like, what? what the hell? But you don't want to, you know, create animosity. You don't want them to come after you. But you want to, like either get the meeting on the right page or at least kind of figure out what is going on. Be like the confused tourist. Play dumb. Act like that innocent tourist who's just confused and looking for directions. You might say, hey, I'm sorry to interrupt the meeting, but can I just ask like one question for clarification? Or you might say, hey, forgive me. I know I'm the only one who's confused here, but it would really help me if I could get an answer to this question. So may I ask, insert whatever. Or, hey, I'm sure it's me, but 
I don't know that we've resolved the last issues that we were talking about. It sounds like we're on a new topic. And so maybe just to help me out, because I think everybody else is on the same page but me, can we just, can somebody tell me what we agreed to? Because I missed it. So the confused tourist technique works really well when you're in a meeting, you're in a situation and you don't have the power, right? You don't have the power. Or you don't have all the data on what's really going on and you don't want to tip your hand, right? So this is really great if you're new in the company or if you're in sales and you're in a prospect meeting or just your radar goes up. Like, what is going on here? Because here's the thing. Nobody really gets, nobody ever gets upset at the confused tourist, right? I mean, unless you're like a dirt bag, you're like, oh, leave me alone. I'm, I'm too busy to tell you how to get to the hotel. No, 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 no. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, walk down here, take a right, look for the bell tower, take a left. You'll be right there. All right, so play the confused tourist. You know, be exceedingly polite when you ask for clarification, when you call out and point out like something's kind of dysfunctional in the room. You know, no accusations, just a big smile. And depending on how your personality is or how much you want to lean into acknowledging the dysfunction in the room, you could be a little bit more pointed if you wanted to. Um, But still, always be exceedingly polite. Always serve everything up, not as an accusation or a point, but in a form of a question. You know, as I look back at that Chicago bloodbath situation where the CEO was sliding notes to the CFO and then the CFO was doing his dirty work and trying to stump me, I think back and I thought, well, what would I do differently other than not going with those two dirtbag colleagues of mine who left me high and dry? <laughs> Actually, I have forgiven them. I have forgiven them. It just took this podcast for me to <laughs> thank you for holding space as I as I release my anger, these two nitwits that I used to work with. Okay, back to the story. So confused tourists, like if I use that technique in that Chicago bloodbath meeting, I would have said something like, Um, CEO, I, I am so sorry to stop the meeting. It just seems you might have questions. And I'm just gonna pause here and have you fire away. right now that you might say well that's that's not the confused tourist that's a little bit more pointed well that's kind of my style is to be a little bit more pointed and if you wanted to be a really polite confused tourist in that situation be like i'm sorry um before we go on i just cfo i know it looks like you're asking questions but maybe ceo they're coming from you and i just ceo i just want you to know like at any moment you have questions, you can just fire away, right? In other words, you're kind of taking control of the situation in an indirect way by being the confused tourist, right? Because <laughs> somebody's got to call out these elephants in the room, right? Oh, my gosh. I mean, how many meetings have you left? And you're like, everybody's like, oh, that was a piece of shit meeting, wasn't it? And like, oh, my God, it was terrible. It's like, well, why doesn't somebody say something? Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the one. And maybe you can't do it as overtly as maybe you'd like because you don't have the power or the authority and you don't have all the data and you don't know who's going to come back and get you, you know, later on and sandbag you. So play the confused tourist. So now it's your turn. Use the confused tourist technique the next time you're in a highly dysfunctional, tense, weird-ass meeting 
and you don't feel like you've got the power or the authority to call out the BS directly, ask polite, open-ended questions. No accusations. Have that right blend of humility. I like to aim to be curious, right? Curious people. I'm just curious. Hey, I'm just curious. Does anybody else, can can somebody tell me what, what we just agreed to? Because I'm, I, forgive me, I'm, Maybe I haven't had enough coffee today, right? Be self-effacing, right? You got the gist of it. You can do it. So that's the last of our Connected Conversations mini-series. Hold tight. New episodes of The Business of Being Season 2 are coming shortly. And we've got, oh my gosh, these episodes, these people that I'm talking to, these maniacs of being and presence and wisdom and business and you're just going to love it. I'm just going to shut my mouth because just you're going to love it. All right. Talk soon. The Business of Being is a podcast about the inner work of success. The show's executive producer is me, Sir Isaac Smith. The podcast is a production of Band of Misfits, a coaching and consulting company for leaders who want to win without running themselves into the ground. Learn more at welcomemisfit.com.